1: welcome back to the Combi bureau field report the Combi bureau field report is a member of the believe podcast family that is b-l-e-a-b uh, and that's why on your favorite podcast platform that you are listening to this podcast i might say believe in the Combi bureau field report and um you know i'm not here to tell you what to believe or what to believe or any sort of thing to do i mean i'm just here to fill you in some common news and let you know what's happening in person in real life comedy and um you do you do you guys you uh believe whatever you want um or the other thing with the podcast name for their network that gives us that sometimes anyways enough of that uh and on to a great great guest uh I, I would say the the ringleader of what is known as faded comedy in LA, uh, I think it was the Friday stalwart in the LA comedy scene, but it has expanded beyond that now uh, with several other things and uh, migrating across the county, it would seem. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I love that. yeah, but please give it up for Mike Malloy, everybody. Hey, how's it going? Oh, it's going great. Oh, I, I probably should have mentioned that you got kicked off Twitter a bunch of times. I think that's, like, a cool credit, right?
2: Yeah, I did. Uh, it sucks uh, just because it, like, has taken away a lot of my, like, booking ability. Like, right. it definitely is harder to get booked on shit when I can't be like, uh, and, and 20,000 people give a shit. Right. You know, um, slowly. I, I restarted it last month, and I... Uh, I'm working my way back up the charts, you know, playing the hits. Uh, yeah, the people, you know, threatening to kill me all the time again. <laughs> I missed it.
1: I mean, everybody's it...
2: everybody's yelling at me about Chappelle today. It's great. I love oh, what
1: it. Are, what are they yelling about? Huh? That we're canceling comedy. The guy still has millions of dollars, and yeah. I I don't know, but gets to reward mm-hmm. the biggest fucking venue still.
2: Yeah, but it's also just like he called. Netflix and got his shows removed from it because it was hurting his feelings that he wasn't making money from it yeah so it's just like oh it, okay that's different and that's different that's different than this <laughs> yeah like you know mm-hmm. it's it's and then people are like oh well that contract wasn't fair, and I was like that contract's just words you're letting that words hurt you that seems mm-hmm. silly yeah but and they don't want to play that game. They don't like the the dose of their own medicine, I, I suppose.
1: Also, I mean, y- you can't really divorce what was on the closer from like, shall we say jokes? But uh, it's not funny. You know what I mean? Every clip I've seen I, and I'm never going to watch that
2: shit. I have no fucking interest in it. Right. It's the fucking ramblings of an old man. He was a. it's like, you know, he was he used to be great. I used to like watching Michael Jordan play basketball. I don't want to watch him do it at 50.
1: Right. For a variety of reasons. You remember when Dave would just do like interstitial things on the Chappelle show that they weren't stand up at all. It's just like him hanging out. That's like what his stand up is now.
2: Yeah. For a guy that's got so much to say about Hannah Gadsby, he sure fucking Hannah Gadsby is special. Like it (laughs) it wasn't like it was it was a one man show, wasn't Fucking stand up, really. It sounds like it's every clip I've seen. I'm fucking sitting there going, This is fucking applause comedy.
1: This, this, yeah. is, what is this? Right? He's doing, he's doing a press conference. That's been my stance for a while now. And uh, of how he's like tripling down or whatever the hell he wants to do. Um, Whatever. I'm sure there'll be massive
2: consequences from it.
1: I'm sure he'll Oh yeah. I'm
2: sure yeah. he'll learn his lesson and he'll change. And um Dave Chappelle and the trans community will live in fucking harmony for the rest of eternity. I'm sure it's bound to fucking happen.
1: Right. Like Elton John and Eminem. Yeah, exactly. They're best friends. Are they? They did kind of make up or no, they did perform I, together yeah. on stage, right? That did happen.
2: Yeah, I mean, like Eminem and his mom. Uh, I guess are cool now. And he like threatened to kill her a bunch of times. So I'm sure Elton John got over that whole homophobia
1: thing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Elton John got over homophobia. Yeah. Um, You're just like,
2: I, you know, I got it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, we shall see. We'll actually get into that more later. How, how are things going on your end? Uh, Run faded and, you know, doing all your own stuff.
2: Yeah. Uh So yeah, we have faded every Friday, which is a, a live stand-up show. It's outdoors. It's backs-only. It's been going good. We haven't had any problems as far. And we were doing backs-only from the jump. As soon yeah. as as soon as you know June fifteenth hit, and everybody was like, "All right, let's go do shows." Everybody was like, "Well, we'll just make everybody like if we'll say if you're not vaccinated, you should be wearing a mask." It's just like, "Oh, cool," because those people are so good at self-regulating, uh-huh. and you know, following instructions. Yeah, we'll, we'll just fucking leave it up to them. Um, right, and I was right, just right. like, no, we're not doing that. If you right. want to come here, you'll play by the rules or don't come. Uh, I right. really, right. I, I'm not going to miss any of that. Those people, I'm sure they weren't going to be good audience members to begin with. I'm sure they <laughs> right. weren't going to come oh, to begin right. with. So sit right. there and fucking argue with them right. about a fucking policy that doesn't affect them. I'm just, you know, I'll do it for sport every once in a while. But at the end of the day, I'm just like, just get fucked.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. You know, it's funny. There was a time where um, junior high, do you know junior high, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the feminist inclusive art exhibition space. Mm -hmm. um, They weren't going to check vaccination cards under the idea that it was a safety theater because it's a very easy card to fake. Now, that being said, I don't know who the hell would come to a feminist art inclusive exhibition space that's an anti-vaxxer to watch a show
2: yeah and then, i mean that's the same thing for me is like you know i'm not gonna lose any fucking support by saying don't come to my shit you didn't co- you didn't come to my shit beforehand there's no way you could have there's no way you could have fucking come and seen me do stand-up comedy and been like yeah this guy i like this guy even though i'm a right-leaning person it's just i don't even think you can like me if you're in the middle i think it's it's uh, i make it difficult for people no. <laughs> um, but it's by design. I don't want those people around. I I just don't. If you can't do like basic, like selflessness, uh, I I can't. You're a liability. Why would I want you around?
1: Right. It was interesting. I I think I might've mentioned this on the pod. I saw Jenna Freeman go up at Largo for team Mm. Coco live and friends. And she did a joke that, I mean, I guess with her estimation thought, like, oh, the you know, the audience needs to be kind of a little more intelligent to get this, but uh, mm. it got a big laugh and she she took a pause and it was like, oh, yeah, everybody's vaxxed here. That means you're smarter.
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, yeah, yeah. Uh, it It's definitely been interesting being in front of crowds and having to play that guessing game sometimes because, like, at the okay. beginning of the pandemic, nobody was checking shit and I was like, I was going into some spots and just being like, "Ah, I can't do this. I can't be here. I can't be hanging around and like not knowing. And, uh, you know, I'd I'd pop in for 15 minutes to a show that I really wanted to see or really wanted to support. And I'm just like, "I, I can't do this. I can't do this if you can't do a basic thing, which is just like, you're checking people's tickets at the door. You're checking their IDs at the door. It's an extra step. And we were doing it pretty quickly. And I remember a lot of clubs when they like, They didn't do it at first and then like two months later when they saw the numbers spike and they like, did, you know, they were like, oh, we're going to in five
1: days, we're going to start doing it. It's just like, why not just now? Why not just now? It really does not add almost any extra time to like load people in to check fax cards. And especially if you set the precedent and people
2: know going into it that that's what need to be done needs to be done, like it shouldn't be an issue. You have it ready. There's a line,
1: and yeah. you have
2: plenty yeah. of time to prepare to grab your license,
1: to grab your ticket info, to grab your back card It's not that tricky. No, no, it's not. It's not. But uh, I'm. I'm. Well, it's glad. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, that has not really caused a lot of problems for you. But also, I mean, you have that rare thing that we all kind of seek for having any sort of weekly thing. You got like this following a fan base, a return, uh, audience. I mean, yeah. And like, I feel uh, like, do you know them personally at this point?
2: Oh yeah. I mean, if you, if you come to faded more than a a handful of times there's a a good chance, I know you by name. Um, Mm -hmm. there's, you know, there's some people that are there every week. There's, I'd say, 25 to 50% of the people that are there each week have been there at least once that month. Wow. Um, so it's a, it's a, re- a really high rate of retention, you know? Mm. And the thing is the people that come in that didn't know about this going into right. it. Like we've had a couple people last week that stumbled in off, um, off comedy bureau, off Eventbrite, right. Awesome. Off our Instagram. Right. And you know, one a, a couple people that were just in town from Spain that like came through and were just like, this was cool. <laughs> like we had, this is awesome. And then like some right. people that were just like, we're going to come back. Cause like right. you guys are, are, you know, busting your ass to make sure there's a, mm-hmm. a good, a good, fun, cheap thing for us to do on a Friday night. And that's really the fucking whole goal is just like, I, I think we as comedians, like forget what it's like to be a consumer of comedy because we, mm-hmm. you know, I, I can't, I, I don't pay to go see comedy shows. I don't pay to to you know buy albums and stuff like that for the most part and like how can we make somebody's night out like uh, mm-hmm. awesome and cheap and like fun and like a thing where they know that, that you know if they don't if somebody doesn't have something to do on a friday night at the very least even if they have nobody to go with they can pull up to faded and like some people they know are going to be there some comics right. that they've heard of are going to be there some comics they haven't heard of are going to be there but they're going to like those comics by the end of the
1: show right <laughs> Yeah, every Friday at 8 p.m., $10. Now, wait, no, are you, our f- you, f- 15 now? We yeah. had to up it since we had to oh, cut our capacity. Yeah. All right. 15. So our rent That's stayed that. the same. Right. Right. Oh, do you cut your capacity because oh, that was the indoors thing too, right? It was not. Yeah, right. we were doing half capacity. And then right. once we moved
2: outdoors, we're like, oh, this is a smaller space so we can fit as many people as we could have capacity upstairs so it's just like all right let's just you know we said it rains we might move it in or something but like they're asking me to move in about moving back inside already and i'm just like i don't want to like i'm pretty content outside it's our little pit you know we can i can do with it what i want you guys don't fucking care. there's you know if if shit isn't perfect whereas like with an acting studio there's other renters in there I need to make sure that I leave it spotless and it makes it hard for me to make sure that we can get, you know, be done and break down and be at the bar by 10 o'clock, which is my goal.
1: Right, right, right. Absolutely. Uh, Between. Mm -hmm. So for those who don't know, Faded's been around for what, four or five years now? uh three we just did three. uh three
2: three with a year and a half gap
1: so all right that
2: take that as what you want uh, yeah, yeah but I, you were I doing thinking, a
1: virtual faded you were did seeing, yeah. seeing sean jordan do uh like skateboarding diorama. On, yeah, on Twitch. Diorama
2: of his insane
1: clown posse
2: book which he, <laughs> he took him two months to complete <laughs> of course That's um, that book couldn't have been thicker than my wallet and it took Sean two months to finish it. Wow, wow. The feud continues.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh.
0: <laughs>
2: Sean, you're uh, reading.
1: <laughs> yep. 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 Um, but so but between it, this the Blue Rooster Art Supplies where Faded <laughs> started and uh uh, the belly dancing academy the la belly dancing academy uh mid-city arts center was mid-city where arts where yeah, i believe that was one of their renters as well <laughs> one of their renters and yeah. uh and the lounge on melrose which is an acting studio mm-hmm. what uh what i mean what, is is this your favorite do you miss like one of the like what's what's your feeling about i laundry? mean ideally i'd love for us
2: to go back to blue rooster and those discussions uh happen from time to time me and the owner are still tight he'll right. you know it, each of us every six months will get over and text that we got to get the band back together so right it's a possibility the whole thing that happened with us there is that they had to do construction to that back area and right. then you know, we found a temporary spot. And then by the time that they were ready to start considering letting us back in, they had, we were about to open a second store, but they, then the pandemic hit and they didn't open that second store, but they put all the shit that was going to go into that second store into the back room for storage. And just, it just, you know, obviously shit hasn't just worked out. Right, um, man. I would, I would love for us to go back there. I think it's a possibility. The thing that, that I'm like, reluctant to move off Melrose now is just how well that bar treats us next door. Uh, the snake right. pit fucking rules. They, they uh, hook us up. Um, the food's right. dope. The bartenders are great. The right. vibe's good. Never um, underestimate
1: you know, the bar across the street from the show.
2: Yeah. And, you know, we have, like I said, we we have our cool little like dirt pit area, but like mm-hmm. I'm I'm actually, so next week I'm doing some, some renovations to the space, so a friend of mine has uh, has offered to make that uh, that backdrop look a little not shitty. <laughs> like I've never touched a can of spray paint in my life. And I was just like, all right, let's just fucking go for it.
1: And uh, right. that's what I came up with. Oh, cool. You gotta, oh, yeah. it's going to be faded spray painted very nicely? Yeah, much, much better than what it currently is. Yeah, somebody's <laughs> coming in there to, to do a, a serviceable job instead of the work that I do. Cool. Uh, being one of the many murals along Melrose.
0: Yeah, that's
2: the thing. There's so many, like, I walk by so many things and I'm just like, ah, I wish I could just find this guy and just be like, hey, you got that spray paint can. Want
1: 50 bucks to just write faded right there real quick? Um, Yeah. But it never works out that way. Yeah? Oh, there's like a middleman or something? Or like, yeah, I'm assuming you can't get in touch directly with somebody... A lot of graffiti artists, I mean, I don't know if any of them are as secretive as Banksy. Yeah, um, I mean, I think a lot of them have their uh like their
2: Instagrams on there. I just never think to to reach, actually reach
1: out to them. Mm-hmm. Well, we can't wait to see what the new backdrop will look like. I, I imagine it'll it'll look better, which is,
2: it's, that's a low bar to hurdle, because I... Uh,
1: for, for the listeners, what, what does it look like now, Mike?
2: I mean, it looks just, it just says faded, it's just a faded logo, but it's, uh, it just looks like a child did it, because, Tatum, you need to relax. There's nothing out there. My dog's being a
1: dickhead. <laughs> it's okay. I think people like hearing the sound of dogs on podcasts now.
2: I mean, no I always I was barking talking about. about something.
1: Yeah, uh, it's a nice day, you know. I yeah. bet I'm I'm frozen, aren't I? Are you? Oh yeah, you are frozen. Okay, well we're gonna do that. And then, oh, now you're back. Yeah. Well, sometimes you gotta restart it. Yeah. Um, I would love to hear more about uh what else you're doing because I think uh there there's the Twitch Faded at a happy hour that's still happening. Yep. And then Maggie Bates getting her own night, right? Yes, yeah. So that'll be happening. I believe it's
2: November twenty first. Uh, Sunday. I believe tickets are are up on the website. So uh, right, dated Comedy LA. So do check that out. Yeah, Um, yeah. Basically, you know, obviously, I want to find some good established shows to bring in, but I also like, there's some people that I'm just like, ah, that's home me. I want to build around them. Uh, and Maggie Mae's fucking hilarious. So, yeah. uh, I would, uh, I want, I'll look for any excuse I can to work with her. And, uh, she got a great line. we, We wanted to do it for October and then we realized it was like two weeks away and we were both like very overwhelmed and we're just like, ah, kick it down the road for a month. And because we were also, me and Danny were starting to do the uh, drunk spelling bee, which we had our first one live one Sunday, which was a lot of fun. So fun. Um, What's that?
1: It was so fun. I was there.
2: Yeah. We were, you know, it was a thing that we were worried about because we've done it online. We've had like, Awesome turnouts for some of those, especially, you know, during the times when everybody was inside, it was easy to get everybody tuning in. And we didn't know how big a demand there would be for something like this. But I think it was a perfect show to be like, okay, everybody that came to this had a fucking blast. And I bet the majority of the people that came to this will come back next time. And I bet a lot of people that, like, didn't come, heard it was fun and are going to come. So, like, you know, that's a space that if you get 20, 30 people in, it feels great. Right. You know, a 50, fifty is a sellout. So if you right. can get 20, 30 people, that's that's a win. But we also had a ton of people watching online and like chatting and a very active chat. You know, yeah. everybody yeah. had their had their favorites, had their uh, you know the, their heels that, that, that they yeah. were doing. Most of which being Danny. Uh, Danny
1: absolutely dumped on for everything he does. I love right, it. Right, right, right. Uh, you should have Sean Yu on every time because that he. <laughs> It feel, I feel like he he spelled the word knowing it was wrong and then just volunteered to sit there. He was like, yeah. not like saying, oh, I know that's wrong. I'm going to try it again. He did whatever the opposite of like pimping a home
2: run is. Like whatever, yeah. like just fucking like striking out and then like ha- dropping the bat and
1: like hanging your head and walking <laughs> to the dugout. Yeah, he's the, uh, he's the Charlie Brown of the drunk spelling bee. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, man. Well, I'd love to hear more about that, but let's get to some comedy news, huh? Absolutely. So, uh, we mentioned this earlier. One of the um, you know, it's The Closer by Chappelle came out on October 5th It is currently October 26th of this recording And there's still shenanigans that are going on um, Chappelle claims that he is willing to um, Meet with the trans community under a few guidelines Or uh, conditions, I should say They have uh, to stop fracking yeah. they not allowed to frack anymore He's not nope. going to meet with them that's the deal. Yeah, because that that that's Dave's real stance, and that's why we need to stop making fun of him or canceling him, quote unquote. Cause uh, he's i love be anti-Frank. Yeah. Right. Um, what he really wants is uh for the anyone in the meeting to have watched the special from beginning to start uh beginning to end, and he wants them to also admit that Hannah Gatsby is not funny which uh i'm but sure something subjective why have yeah. it doesn't matter
2: i that's like looking at a woman and saying she's not beautiful well if there's a, a somebody that uh, disagrees then that's not that's subjective like that's they not i don't know what you want that's yeah true. you can't mean that okay she, yeah. did, she just did, You just did the male version of Hannah Gadsby basically. So uh-huh. you, that's all your special was, which is fine if that's what you want to watch. Right. But I wouldn't it, even give it that much be, watch.
1: because Nanette was a very intentional move on that it had to for it to work with the agenda that Hannah had, it mm. had to be considered a comedy special or else it's the, the intended effect that it was supposed to have wouldn't be what happened it's a one-man show
2: or a one-woman show
1: it's just that uh,
2: a lot of how the UK is like people you know I've I, I been a lot for Daniel Sloss and yeah. he you know he his hour is of that you know it's not just jokey jokey bounce from topic to topic it's a fucking con- mm. one stream of consciousness right typically right that's how a lot of them do it over there
1: yeah, well cuz they um I think it is it it's a product of like just the 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 ecosystem of their comedy scene mm-hmm. or like they get more stage time.
2: Yeah, and I think obviously like things like fringe fest obviously uh, like you're you know you're going there with the intent of like having your hour ready and doing it every day for a month, you know, doing it repeatedly right. every day for a month. So, you know, you're able to to build in those things and you know, a
1: lot easier than you can in seven minute fragments. Right. Right. But I think, I mean, I don't think Dave's interested in me either. He seems to just be this uh, old dude on a stool that wants to, you know, um, kind of preach through uh, some, some, some moral tales. It's um, I love that. He says that he will not be summoned in uh, this address uh, that he put out this week, in re- in regards to this, um, yeah, I love how he was like, we were like, "Hey, you, the
2: way you're talking is pretty outdated." said he decided to start talking like a fucking twelve hundred uh, king from the twelve hundreds. Like, yeah, I will not yeah. be summoned. Eat shit. Who the fuck? <laughs> right? You, yeah. Fucking, we're gonna come commandeer you from Ohio. Like, it's not. Yeah. Either fucking listen or fuck off. Right. The, it, but like it, don't sit here and be like want to gain from the public without not wanting to deal with the fucking
1: right. the consequence of being a public figure. Right. Uh, And therein lies such a great irony. So Dave lives in Yellow Springs, Ohio, which I think is actually widely known at this point. Yeah. And I think part of that is like him getting away from sort of big cities and having to deal with the stress of that. But also, you know, I'm I'm sure he thinks in his mind it's like, you know, staying in touch with real people, quote unquote. Mm. And yet, dude's so out of touch. They like it didn't work, whatever that is.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's a real, like, kicking a hornet's nest and walking away and then, like, blaming the bees for, yeah. like, stinging you. It's just like, well, you fucking should have left them alone. Right. What was to gain? Yeah. Well, like, at the fucking, like, at the very fucking best, like, what would happen in Dave's, Dave's fucking perfect mind? Would trans people just be like, oh, yeah, he's right about this whole thing, and we're all being silly. Let's stop being trans
1: today. Yeah, I think that's, is that what's gonna happen? <laughs> it's not going to happen, but I think that's the I the the prospect of being right is what he wants.
2: And even that has such a fucking slim margin of achievability that it's right. fucking you know what's what's the point? And it's just right. it's it's very strange how he only seems to have opinions about male to female transsexuals and none about female to male transsexuals. Right.
1: It because definitely isn't suspicious at all. Right. Also, it, it certainly seems like he did so much research.
2: Yeah. And also I think I'd use the term transsexuals and if I did, I apologize, I meant transgender. Yeah, mm-hmm. transgender, I think is yeah. the right word. Yeah. trans i'll just go with trans that's a yep. much easier see mm-hmm. see you can correct your language if you, even if you do it by accident you just right. go, oh yeah f- fucking oops slipsey. is
1: fucking this a clip that you saw made
2: up i'm trying
1: right is this a clip that you saw from the closer where he looks up the word feminist
2: i i don't even remember what i saw of it because it was so <laughs> fucking unremarkable that is there anything that in that fucking show that
1: anybody's gonna quote and like repeat well i mean probably well not for that reason but like probably the end because like you know it's about memorializing his trans friend and then like starting he's gonna open like a scholarship fund for um her daughter or you know and then mention how uh he knew his mother and it was a great guy (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> I wish reviews were like that. that. I feel like that says so much.
2: Just that's on like that is of of like the same vein as like an ident- I identify as a toaster type mm-hmm. jokes. It's just mm-hmm. like, have you fucking dumbasses not thought of anything to make fun of us better than that? Like, there's right. fucking it, it's rich fucking soil to mm-hmm. to, to work with. There's a lot of shit you can make fun of about liberal people. And you always fucking go that route. And it's just, who,
1: who, who gives a shit about this? No, it's only, I don't even know if their own people give a shit about this. I I remember Greg Gutfeld now has his own comedy late night talk show on Fox News called Gutfeld with an exclamation mark first episode they had i think it was probably like 5 or 6 months ago but they yeah it opened with a joke about brian williams off of the idea that he lied about uh, you know being in a helicopter in afghanistan um that was like and then years ago yes absolutely and it's like oh way to be current guys that like
2: yeah that's the thing. they're like their frame of reference is always like at least a decade off. They think that like liberals like Ellen still because that was the first gay person they'd heard about like they, right right right. They're always just behind the times yeah I and, I, I mean, mean with the racism
1: too they're still doing it it makes sense now that I think about it they're doing racism maybe sure I, I I wouldn't be surprised if they did a Harlem Shake bit. they, they think that's still cool. yeah man i mean it almost uh i I mean i i would have a lot of empathy for whoever did but you know it almost be doing a worth doing a podcast where you hate watch gutfeld and just like wait wait, what is going like just dissecting i'm sure they would try to do the same thing for every other show i i just like i wonder even if there's a way to do it
2: as like a thought exercise like if a left comedian could like actually like sit down and make good right-leaning jokes for them and just like it's a but like also i doubt anybody with any fucking uh, moral backbone would would go take that money but it's like it's almost just like i'm
1: sure somebody could have made this funny if you just would learn a new joke right 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 um i know there are sort of right-leaning people that can make like um funny left-leaning things and then there are also people who are funny that write for Bill Maher Uh, yeah 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 Yeah. you know who writes for Bill Maher uh Nick Vetterot Nick Vetterot I don't know him oh you don't know Nick Nick is it's actually surprising that he is even on that show because he's Uh, a through and through as himself, uh, an absurdist. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I never, I don't think I've ever heard Nick tell a joke about politics ever. Um, but he's so so funny. It's worth go go watch as Conan said, it's absolutely ridiculous. Oh, word, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, he he writes for Bill Maher. I remember I watched a late night writers panel. And one of the oldest writers at real time, I mean, like they write a bunch of jokes and uh, they send it to to Bill and the, you know, the, the guy knows his voice. And I think either the moderator or the audience kind of like pestered him, but was essentially came down to, hey, you know, uh, I mean, I know kind of what, where his leanings are and I yeah. mean. I know what jokes would he would kind of want, so that's what I get paid for. What a way to go through life!
2: Yeah, and, uh, it must be awesome to just like not care about where the money you make comes from.
1: Right, right, right.
2: It must. It must be nice to just like to think that way. I can't. Yeah. There's a lot of people who I can't go work for because, and like that, and people that like, you know, WWE has offered me writing jobs for, and I'm like, I can't go work for you. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Your, your wife works, worked for Donald Trump. I can't do it. I can't do it. Right. And
1: you know. Yeah. I hear that. Uh, I mean unfortunately we're we're not currently living in a society that provides everybody with what they need. Hmm. And I No, feel, totally. I feel for people taking like the gig. I get it.
2: I I do, but to to get it and stay and and be like And kind of shrug is kind of just like, all right. Well, if you were using this as a stepping stone, then I would get it. But you like, you like it. You like it there. You like working for that little pig. Right. So that's if you want to fucking, if you want to fucking roll around to the slop, (laughs) you're also a pig. Right. Right. I don't know what to tell you.
1: I think I that reminds me of a Hicks bit that he was like going in on Leno for like, look if you if you're doing if you're doing like a ad for Doritos coming up like sure whatever Jay Leno does not need to do ads I mean NBC I'm sure told him that he needed to but like he himself did not need to be in a position where he he was doing just fine
2: yeah it's and it's also just like how much is enough but then you are like, oh, well, he owns seven airplane hangers worth of fucking cars. And it's just like, oh, okay. So I guess yeah. that's what you yep. needed it for. Yeah, It's not like you're spending it on clothes. You've seen the, the fucking the Canadian tuxedos
1: the man wears. Yeah, he, he has a dark blue suit, a gray suit, and just a bunch of denim. Just denim, denim, denim. Denim, denim, denim. One of the seven airport hangers that has cars that has a train in it. And... A full time staff. It all has a because f- those all have to be maintained. Yeah, it's uh, fucking
2: the, t- the comedy. The con. The economics of comedy are might be more fucked up than just the general economics of this country.
1: Yeah, probably. Probably. Uh, I mean, the, the fact that it's almost impossible to have a union in it because there's just no way I, people have tried and it just never stays yeah i mean that's the same reason th- that there's no
2: like uh, i mean there's no quality control because there's no it's right. not like you can get certified to be a comedian there's no like everybody and you know how much do you have to make to be a part of this union you know how much right. do you have you know it's all it's a million different things right and like i wish that could have happened but if it was going to happen it probably would have happened in the 70s or 80s when we actually had control and now we we comics have less control than they've ever had aside from like their own marketing. And if you know how to like, but that's also like, not what a lot of comedians got into it to do of most right. of them just got into it to be comics. And now the, the onus to get asses and seats is solely on comics. It used to be on club owners. It used to be, you know, right. I have a, a comedy club. I'm going to put a, a comedian in front of you that you're going to like. And you're going to come right. back to the comedy club or you're going to you know, check the right. next time this guy's back in town and that's going to be how it is. And now it's like, oh, well, how many people can this guy draw? What's his social media following? It's just like, right. no, you're this is your town. You're supposed to be the expert in this town. You're supposed to tell these people, hey, we've got a good show this weekend. And that's how you're supposed to get them in.
1: Right, right, right. And so and now I mean, it's all backwards. Yeah, there is a trade-off where it feels like there are less gatekeepers, but like you're saying, there's more onus on the comics the talent the performers yeah there's less
2: gatekeepers but the gates are fucking 12 feet tall
1: yeah they're still super hard to get over yeah yeah
2: it's so it's not just like just be a good comic it's just like you have to be able to like you go Mm -hmm. on social media you have to be you know be fucking and there's very few guys that are just rolling into town and and doing full shows but the guys that like is the thing the thing was if you were a big draw you'd do theaters right if you were a draw go do theaters mm-hmm. draws aren't supposed to do clubs really i don't know no. at least like that wasn't how it was before i think it's just you build a, a trust in your town that you're the comedy club that you're gonna right. put good t- comics in front of them and now it's just like i'll take what i'll you know i'll take fucking uh the guy from full house I'll take him, I'll pay him fucking two thousand dollars. People will come because they've heard of the guy from Full House, but what they'll never do is fucking come back because right. they won't have had that great a time. Yeah, absolutely. Whereas you could probably have spent a thousand dollars, got a pretty good comic from around, you know, for an LA comic or a New York comic that you fly in for three days, it, it out the door costs you fucking fifteen hundred dollars. And like people are like, oh, that. That guy's good, I'm gonna come back and see him the next time, and then you know right. before they get to the point where they're doing theaters, maybe they do work for you cheaper than they they would have otherwise, but like right. the fucking system is completely fucking broken,
1: oh yeah, yeah,
2: and towns don't really care about i mean clubs don't really care about developing talent in their in their towns like they used to. It's just like,
0: mm-hmm.
2: how many bringer shows can we fucking do during the week to to right. fill
1: to fill out the clock until you know the we the thursday through Friday, saturday shows right that's why i think alt comics is actually going to be legitimately a thing again for a long time i think it was just a moniker that was used for marketing but mm. because there is such a divide again yeah
2: i mean that's the well i mean a lot of alt comics are just the the reason that they can't be like weekend headliners is because their shit's good in small doses like a character is good for eight or ten minutes or like a weird thing is good for eight to ten minutes but like how much sustainability does it have over an hour that's right sometimes the thing but there are i mean there are comics that are you know alt, alt comics i guess you consider that that can do that you know i right. i started in boston where you were either a club comic and you did Nick's or you went to the comedy studio and you, you did the, the showcases and I did both. And I also, you know, I, I was sort of all over the place. You know, I yeah. go to the alt shows. I go to the, the club shows. I went to the black shows, you know, yeah. me and Tawanda and Sam J I'd go to those yeah. shows too. And I was like, I need to learn how to do shows here too. it's going right. to make me better at the other shit.
1: I feel like the Walsh's did that too. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He, one of them is uh, out here now. Yeah. Well, they were sure. both here, and yeah. then David had to move back because he has a lot of kids. And, yeah. Yeah, and uh, he, w- he it was not on his schedule. And then Chris did not have a lot of kids, so he wanted <laughs> to stay here. And <laughs> and I think we're the worst off for it because the Walsh brothers were some of the they made some of the funny shit, man. Yeah, they were. I think just leaving as I was getting started in Boston mm-hmm yeah was it true I remember David telling me that he there they were so big in Boston that they could just do a bit on the local news if they felt like it yeah wow yeah they were they were, they were pretty big that's awesome but yeah well not to promote abstinence necessarily but like don't have Too many kids where you're going to have to uh, put your dreams on the back burner, I guess. I don't know. They take that for what you will. Next news item. There was going to be an exciting Joan Rivers biopic where Catherine Hahn was going to play Joan Rivers. That is now not going to move forward because the producers of that biopic have, I guess, forgot to (laughs) um, secure the life rights from Melissa Rivers, Joan Rivers' daughter. Seems seems like a pretty big step.
2: That seems yeah like something I you get in line before you pull the trigger on announcing a casting hire. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, they came, that they're not just gonna they're not just gonna do like the thirty rock Janis Joplin where they just like oh and here's J- Jenny Jen Lake <laughs> Jen Lake
1: uh, Jan Lake or Jan- yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah 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 Jane, Jane Lake. Yeah, um or it'll be hack season 2 or whatever, I don't know. Um yeah, it's it's that's really really bizarre. I I feel like there's just this race for biopics a lot of which are now it seems to be of comedians. I mean, I know like they've been trying to make a prior biopic forever and it seems like it's never it seems like it's just never going to happen. Why do I don't understand why we need iopics when we have so many documentaries to watch Mm -hmm. oh because the people who have money think that there's money to be made that's really really the reason why i really i don't have i don't give a shit about
2: watching somebody else tell richard Pryor's stories right 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 i i watch richard Pryor tell richard Pryor's stories why who's who's gonna tell richard Pryor's story better than richard Pryor? right and even Uh, if it's like uh, no one. (sighs) I just don't see, like, I mean, obviously, what's to be gained? Money. It, it's fucking, but like, what's, I'm not going to watch it. I don't give a shit. Right.
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Is there a biopic you would watch of a, any comedian or any, I guess, I, I I, think probably for you, it'd be like some event in comedy or time in comedy. Oh, I don't know. Um, cause I feel like every story that, Has been
2: told, has been fucking told repeatedly at this point, Um, right? Yeah, seventies.
1: The comedy store in the seventies for sure. That's that's covered. Yeah, they have a. I mean, there's shitloads
2: of documentaries about that. I think they just did one on Amazon, right? Right.
1: Yeah, Um, I mean, I feel like no Apple TV Plus. That's where. Oh, word. Or no Showtime. Showtime. That's what it is. The the. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, I feel like most of these topics have been pretty well covered, and I just like, especially with like comedians, it's just like, who are you gonna get that's gonna be as funny as that guy was or that that woman was? Like, it's just right. Uh, you can make like with like athletes, biopics,
1: and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I get that because you can make that person more interesting. Right. Would you be interested in like the behind the scenes, perhaps not so funny on purpose uh, lives of, you know, comedy figures? Like there is a movie coming out calling being the Ricardos where um, I believe Nicole Kidman is playing Lucille Ball and and uh, Oh, the, the the guy who played the Psycho Killer in uh, No Country for Old Men is playing... Uh, Javier Ricardo. Bardem? Yeah, Javier Bardem, yeah. He's playing Ricky Ricardo? I think he's playing Ricky Ricardo, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, but I it's mean, all about, like, the life behind the show.
2: The likelihood I watch it is still slim. I'll probably just watch King of the Hill reruns like I do every day.
1: Oh, yeah, that's your go-to? <laughs>
2: As, especially during the pandemic, I've probably gone through it like six or seven times uh-huh. again it's yeah, it's just what I have on in the background sometimes right. just even on mute just like as yeah. my like comfort show and I yeah you know I dabble in in the stuff the new stuff as it comes out here and there, but for the right. most part I'm just like if I want something on, that's pretty right. much
1: what I have on right I think I that was I think you should leave for a while yeah. Yeah, I mean, I had like season two just on repeat, and it's so easy to just go through all of it because it's so short. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, okay, I think I'm going. To, well, this will be our next and last news item. Um, because cool. I bet you probably know a little bit about uh, at least something with it. Um, so, all right. Let me get, Mike Schur, who's like a, essentially his own comedy network at this point, yeah, between, between Parks and Rec and uh Brooklyn Nine Nine and uh a million other things that he's having developed. I I, I think he had his hand in hacks somehow. Um, he oh, yeah, yeah, I think he EP'd it, but he didn't write it. Um, but yeah, no, Mike, Mike sure definitely has somewhat of a Midas touch. Um, yeah, he is uh, having his next show um, going to series at IMDb, t- IMDb TV. Did you know that IMDb has its own streaming network? I did because I mean, I've only known about it for a few months because of this. But yeah, right. I- Um, so it's a coming of age comedy, uh, written by, uh, ringer writer, Shea Serrano. So you do know about this.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jason, Jason Concepcion is, uh, is one of the writers.
1: Oh, (laughs) really fun. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah. He's a good buddy of mine.
1: Yeah. Uh, friend of faded friend of AFE friend of. Oh yeah. Yeah. All those sorts of things. Uh, so what do you know about Primo?
2: Uh, just that it's him and and Shay uh, are writing and have made it, got it picked up. I guess mm-hmm. I I don't ask a whole lot about my friends' uh-huh. shit unless it unless they have a fucking gig involved for me. So uh, <laughs> you know, okay. have, we'll 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 see about that. Uh, but, All right, yeah, no, I. I knew that he was writing with uh, or working on something with Michael Schur. I didn't even even know that it was with Shay necessarily, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, But obviously after this week,
1: I am as aware as everybody else. (laughs) Right. Well, according to Deadline, it is based on the life of basketball and other things authors. Shea Serrano. Hmm. And I'll follow a Mexican-American teenager balancing cultural norms, college aspirations, societal expectations, and the hectic home life of being raised by his single mom and five uncles.
2: Yeah, I mean, Shane, Jason, and Michael are all fucking good at what they
1: do. I'm sure it'll be good. Right. And, and I'm sure Nick Offerman will fit in there somewhere. And,
2: it, and if it's not, I'll still have to say it's good. <laughs> so catch me catch me lying in these streets soon enough i maybe i don't know we'll, we'll find out
1: sure sure do you feel like you can tell when people are just being nice about like when they were like oh man that was great good job uh yeah I, yeah i mean
2: yeah, of course. I I th- I thought you meant like when people are like publicly like caping for somebody's project where I'm just like a lot of it's just like that I notice is like people that I know like mm-hmm. don't I'm like you don't hang out with that person. What do you give a shit about? Like why are you like check out my friend's show on ABC Family. It's just like Right. Right. You know, give a retweet if if you're fucking inclined, but like right. you don't need me to like That's another thing about comics dying is if I die, don't fucking post like uh, don't anybody post pictures of us like together. Don't post my fucking text text messages to you, Uh
0: especially like
2: if you weren't like super close to me. That's so weird to me seeing that.
1: Right. Right. Do you do or you want to do you want to issue a statement of what Sean Jordan isn't allowed to do uh, on your passing? Yeah, Sean, Sean Jordan has to he has to wear a red bandana for my funeral.
2: He's not allowed to, he's, He has to wear. He's got to claim the the blood the blood set. Um, the South Dakota the North Dakota bloods. Uh-huh. He's got to he's got to claim that set. He's got to he's got to pull up in a red car,
1: and bleed red. Yeah. And bleep bread, oh. yeah. All right, Sean Jordan, you can put on notice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it, it is. It is weird. I even so when it comes to like people in comedy passing, um, it's often you know reported in the trades. If yeah. I don't. If I wasn't like a huge fan or have a personal connection, I will just sort of retweet the news. Yeah, that and
2: that's yeah that's no, that's a normal person thing
1: to do yeah versus if it was like when trevor moore passed i wrote a thing because i actually knew trevor but, but, and
2: like even that's different like we're, we're he's somebody that was like probably formative to a lot of people our age that like started doing comedy like that that even makes sense but like Ah, the people that like the day Norm died, and y- they all use it as an opportunity to post the picture for the one time that they opened for him, and he was like, told them to good job, and they like felt the need to make this whole post, right? Especially like the day, di- like what with fucking accusations pouring in before the fucking body got cold, like that uh-huh. seems like
1: uh-huh. it's like, oof, is the juice worth the squeeze on that one? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, that also it felt a, a little weird about when um, Fuquan passed away and mm. the two other comics whose names is Gay, because I, I, I did not know them. And, yeah, yeah. And I only knew Fuquan because I chanced uh, going to one of those hourly slotted mics, not too far from where Fated is. Uh, oh, flashback. Yeah. Flashback. You know that place? No. It's like, you have to go through the back, but it's, uh, you know, run by Dante Chang. And it's, um, you know, every day, I forget when, I think it's like two to eight or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's Mike's every hour on the hour. And Fuquan was like one of the sort of hosts in the rotation. Um, yeah. And I saw him host a very dead open mic.
2: <clears>
1: then <throat> that's my memory.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. Well. You know,
2: yeah. they're not all good memories.
1: No, that's, uh, as the French would say, c'est la vie, huh? Exactly. Um, yeah, but anyways, uh, that's going to be Mike Schur's next comedy. And uh, I'm sure this is probably a lot of people's first time hearing about IMDb TV. Uh, that is the International Movie Database, t television. <laughs>
2: Well, I, I hope it gets I hope it gets canceled quick so Jason still returns my calls.
1: <laughs> is he not returning your calls right now? Oh no, he I'm just about to break it balls. All right. All right. Yeah, yeah. Um so more on uh more on with what is going on with faded. Well actually, what's going on with your comedy, Mike? Because I mean, you do a lot of stuff on the back end and behind the scenes of making the brand Faded Comedy one of the more known entities in L.A. comedy. But you yourself are also a very funny stand up. And um, Corden, you did Corden, right? I haven't done fuck all. I haven't done shit for TV. Uh huh. Do you no. had a? You didn't have a late night set, or were you getting ready to like try for? I I had like I
2: had, was starting to get the process going with a couple different spots, and then right. the pandemic hit. Because I had like I was really gearing up for that like that spring. Floss was going to be back, and I was going right. to be you know featuring for him. Right. So I was like geared up, ready to go. I had. Shit lined up all spring and summer, and then boom. Um, so, pretty much all my heat evaporated. I was one of the people that actually sat out the whole fucking year and a half and didn't go doing stand up, didn't go fucking right. I didn't even write stand up when during that shit. I was just like, I just don't want this to be my, my act. Like, I don't want this yeah. to be a part of it, right? Um, but you know, I, I'm I hear I'm in, in I was, uh, oh, you were, you were in the mix. You just didn't, oh, we, you just missed the cut. Oh, for, for every fucking big festival, every fucking, every time Comedy Central needs to tape some. Oh, you were in the mix. Well, fucking either do it or fucking don't at this point. Don't tell me I'm in the mix for shit. I really like being close, really doesn't uh, fucking do anything for me at this point. No. um I don't know, I, but I think I'm good enough to be doing shit. And some people seem to disagree. And uh, right. those some people apparently are the ones holding all the fucking cards. So I guess I'm fucking on the outside looking in. Right. But I just kind of do the thing. And if those things come around again, great. But I'm not going to fucking chase anybody down. I'm not going to fucking beg. I'm not going to fucking
1: like change drastically. Yeah. No. Mm. Uh, the only thing I think you might change is... Um whether you'll wear a baseball cap backwards or a headband.
2: I think if I, if I think first, first TV appearance, I got to go with the headband because I think, yeah. I, I think that's a statement piece. And I think that, you know, the people of the street, the
1: streets are going to want it. That's what the sure, people are going to want. Sure. Also, go also that. you got a gorgeous head of hair, Mike. And I think it's yeah. a shame to you not know? show it to people, you know, it's, full it's head a lot, of, right, of, of like long flowing locks right there. Like a lion's mane. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, it's uh, getting, getting crushed by that hat. Yeah, it's, it's tough. Uh, but it's like a lot of,
2: I need to have something like a hat or um, a bandana on at all times, just because, like, especially if I'm like writing or like looking at my phone and I have my head down. Otherwise, my hair is just going to fucking
1: be in my face and it's going to drive me insane. Right, right, right. Uh, wait, that makes me think did, how long did your hair get during lockdown? Uh, So
2: I had completely cut it at one point, like I, it was getting, yeah, it was getting pretty long and then I just like went outside and just fucking shaved it off (laughs) and then this has been the second growth since that and I got like a trim maybe two months ago, but I probably I'm due for one soon. Right. Well, I've just been going with like the mohawk. I've just been
1: taking the sides. Right. And uh, letting the rest rock like a mohawk-ish mullet-ish thing before that first one did it go uh, past your shoulders no no it was uh, was, you know it's kind of just like sticking out of
2: my helmet, my uh or my hat I would say my because like the the, the, this is probably the longest since I've I've had it since like I was in high school and like that was just like barely sticking out of my football helmet whatever that was right right right
1: now i do uh i do like the 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 headband uh for the longest time i only saw mike in a backwards baseball cap and i you know that was the uniform but i think yeah faded shirt joggers yeah or shorts this is my show and yeah, uh, yeah. and air max
2: 90s and a backwards hat
1: <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely that would that's if you guys want to not be lazy and not dress up as one of the players from Squid Game <laughs> and <laughs> dress up as Mike Molloy,
2: yeah, it's, not, it's, really it's also, not hard. It's really not hard. You could hop on the on the faded website right now and, and get that costume taken
1: care of for like 50 bucks. Right. Right. Or you could dress up like Sean as he's supposed to uh, go to <laughs> Mike's funeral dressed in all red. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just a, yeah, just a, a red flannel. Uh huh. you can get red pants. I got red
0: pants. Yeah,
1: easy to find. hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what what was it? What's the origin of the headband? I I, I I'm just. It, it, I think it is a statement piece, and the fact that you would wear it over the baseball cap at, at like whatever your first TV appearance says a lot. I think.
2: I was just wearing it a lot during the pandemic because I like, you know, I normally always wear a hat, but like go, you know, having a hat on all day, is kind of just like it, like it eventually, like, especially if you're like driving and shit, Well, you know, I have, I have it backwards where I'm just like, yeah, throw a fucking headband on it's nice and easy. And I had a bunch of them around cause my fiance uses them. And then I'm like, all right, I'll get some, get some oh. of my own fit, fit my big fucking head.
1: Oh, your fiance wears a bunch of headbands. She, not,
2: like, a lot, but she has, like, them for when she needs them.
1: Okay. I Did would them you, you just get curious stuff. one night? I know it's, like, a leading question. If you get curious to see those? What would that be like if I just tried that?
2: Oh, I mean, I've worn them for, like, when I was, like, wor- you know, working out or, like, during sports and shit. Right. So it's not, like, it's not completely foreign to me. And I was just like,
1: all right, let's just throw one of these on. keep get the shit out of your face. Cool. Cool. Well, hopefully there's. I mean there there's. Even though Conan is going to, I mean, as a late night talk show is done, it feels like stand up is sort of coming back in late night, and there is more. I know definitely know there's tons of tapings that are happening now. Now that it's like deemed safe enough, or like you know there are protocols enough in place where you know you got to show up to get a rapid test and like get show proof of vaccination. Uh, where a lot of that's happening now, so hopefully um, you'll get to make that call soon. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully these motherfuckers find some money for me. Right, right, right. Um, wait. So, are you hosting Faded every week?
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's just, I mean, David moved. Zach's been on the road. Um, Sean David Boreen,
1: Zach Toscani.
2: Yeah. So it's it's just uh, your boy. Run it, steering the ship as far as hosting goes. But I have a, you uh-huh. know, a good team of people that help me out, uh, Danny and Kenny, and right. um, you know, we, I have people people that I can I count on when I need to. But like for the most part, yeah, it's it's, and that's been tough co- comedy wise because every week I kind of got to go up there and do like newer shit because right. everybody's pretty. But that's fun though, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's definitely challenging, and it's like, all right, well, I get quality i get at least fucking 10 minutes of quality stage time in this town a week which is right you know more than some get um yeah. you know as far as like my stand-up goes right now it's that's pretty much what i'm getting there's not yeah. oh right. the clubs don't you know i was starting to get in with the clubs and then fucking this shit happened and now right. i'm fucking behind a bunch of people that didn't take a break and right uh you know yeah yeah <laughs> It's. I just got to rebuild and remind people in here. It's only been really four or five months of me doing this after a year and a half of not doing it. I think I'm fucking... I think I'm getting really good again.
1: Mm -hmm. I thought I was really good before, though, so who the fuck knows? Yeah. It's it's a real, real toss-up. I mean, there are people who are, you know, arguably, like, walking around. It's comedy legends that, I mean from this time, you could see them be rusty, mortal, mm. you know, whatever, because everybody, this is all unprecedented. We never had to do this before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, f- oh, I want, you brought up David, David Borey. David's mm. endeavor, potentially, I guess, hes is he pulling it, Adam Caden Holland, buying a house, and just going to stay there? Yeah. Oh, David's never coming back will
2: fucking <laughs> he's gonna live in Denver for the rest, rest of his life. Yeah, he he'll come back to L.A. I don't even think he's come back in the last couple of months. Wow. Um, he'll come back when he needs
1: to, but fucking, I don't think he needs to. He no, he doesn't. He could be the voice of comedy voice central wherever you know. Yeah,
2: yeah, and we have obviously we have faded Denver now, which um, is just intercontinental
1: show. Yeah, so
2: we we got a faded Denver. We had uh, Chris Estrada on this month um David's, i'm letting david fucking run with the ball on that on his own um i handle some shit but it's, it's david I,
1: as far as that goes um who has cooler yeah, merch mike what's that who has cooler merch faded la or faded denver it's the same goddamn merch we
2: fucking we send it out there uh, yeah uh, no, you fucking, don't
1: brand it as la or denver I, no i franchised it to him uh, okay nice nice I, w- no, I would we, i would be curious we
2: should we should get the fade uh the denver colors because those would those would look nice but we
1: fucking like you know you know spend money to make money <laughs> yeah oh you yeah. definitely know i mean i i feel like uh out of a lot of people you put definitely put a lot of skin in the game yeah it's um i take pride in it which is not something that a lot of people
2: running a fucking show in la do which kind of drives me, i don't get it a lot of it's not even uh stuff that you have to spend money on just stuff that you have to like pick up on and and get better at each week and some of them don't even do that uh, like like what just like putting away chairs uh i mean like just uh, like i said earlier kind of like doing it from a a customer perspective and right. like a lot of them are still like a lot of the people booking shows right now are newer guys that were hustling oh, yeah. during the pandemic and like mm-hmm. started during the pandemic and they're booking right. shitty comics that started during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And even the ones that are getting people out are like not getting people back because of how fucking bad the experience
1: is. Right. Vers- versus, do uh, you know, Brooke Feingold. She yeah, she- yeah, yeah. She runs she- that on uh, that um, birthday show, right? On um, birthday show. So she's, you know, only a couple of years in. Hmm. But she's very keyed in on user experience and, like, at the very least wants to have a beautiful sort of backdrop or set wherever she does the show to, like, so people are like, oh, this is an experience.
2: Yeah. Like, I just don't, like, if you're going to run a show, run a show you would want to come to. Yeah. That seems like a pretty fucking simple, like, mantra to live by. Right. And a lot of them are just like, oh, no, this is just like a a trading chip for me to get other shows. And it's just like, well, you're going to spend that much of your time just to get on shows you actually want to do. That seems like sort of hustling
1: backwards. You could just not run a show. Right. Absolutely. Uh, Rather than I mean, well, running a really good show, like you were saying, you get 10 minutes of quality stage time versus like Hmm. if you are doing. A show that is, a, I mean, effectively a workout room, and that's what you conceive it as, and that's what you think of it as, and that's what you treat it like. In LA, people probably aren't going to come.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's what it is for me for the first, you know, five, 10 minutes of the show. It's me working either, either doing new shit or doing older shit that has something new tacked in on it. But everybody that's coming to do Faded is bringing their fucking a material for the most part because they're granted they're trying taking some risks they know they can try some stuff that maybe they couldn't do in front of a crowd they're not sure about sure. but like with us you know throw it out there our our crowd's
1: gonna let you know if it's good or not right yeah <laughs> for, I remember the last time I saw Jamel at Faded Jamel Johnson he was like can, 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 can I talk about black people shit or can, can I, I? I don't know. You seem like nice white folk, but I don't, I don't know. He's great. Uh, yeah, he's so, so good. Um, I, I, we talked about this off pod, but I want to bring on deck was such a, a fun show that was born out of the faded brand
0: Mm. where it was
1: essentially a baseball game, uh, done as a comedy show, uh, with no balls or bats, but jokes (laughs) instead. Um, but, you know, the pandemic has done what it has done. Uh, is it ever going to come back? Yeah, that was so we had
2: the, the year, the last time that we had done it, we had done, we had turned it into a season where right. we had formed teams and we had a playoff game and we had right. a World Series and oh, an wow. eventual champion. Mm-hmm. And we were like, all right, cool. It's November. We'll be back yeah. in April, whatever. When baseball starts, and then April came, and we were still locked inside, so we never got to do it.
1: Right, right.
2: So, yeah, I mean, me and jamel I mean, if there's a space that it works at, and a, a mm-hmm. you know, if things came into alignment, yeah, sure, I would love to do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, it it wouldn't work in our space because of how much stage mm-hmm. is required for that show. Sure. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean that that whole show, you know. and jamel started that because i wanted to work with jamel so i was like hey fucking i'll i'll think of an idea but like Mm -hmm. let's do something together right and i wanted to have something where i when i first got to la i noticed how many people booked shows and then like didn't care about to watch the sets that they had booked and like would run off you know run out of the room to go talk to whoever they wanted to talk to or fucking do whatever they wanted to do Right. And I wanted to create a show where, like, us as hosts, we were, like, had to be more engaged, had to be more present with what was going on on stage. Right. And I think it was good because there was a lot of time, you know, if there was ever a time where the audience wasn't sure if a joke was funny or not, they could look over at me and Jamel and probably see that it was. So yeah. that definitely that definitely helped coax the the audience into, right. like, having a better time than they might have otherwise. Wow. Um, But yeah, I mean, it was a fun show and it was a cool concept and I'd love to do it again. I'd really love if those jabronis uh, called On Deck Comedy that started a show in L.A. during the pandemic. uh, I would love it if they'd stop fucking calling it that like I fucking (laughs)
1: asked them to. (laughs) Also, do you know that uh, so on Sundays, the improv has its Sunday mic I saw that too, and yeah. I'm not thrilled about it. But
2: what the <laughs> fuck can you do? Yeah, uh, the, I'm, more, I'm more worried about that kid who's running that outdoor show. I asked him like a couple times. I was like, "Hey man," and I sent him a message from On Deck Comedy LA. So it's not like yeah. I didn't have this the fucking IP for a while. I was like, "Hey man, right. uh, there's I already have this show called On Deck. Would you guys mind changing your name?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, sure, no worries. Can you just give us like a couple months?" to think of something new in a couple months i was like buddy you're running a like this is a fucking penny annie's penny annie game like you're fucking running an outdoor show with mostly bum comedians i'll give you i'll give you fucking three months to change this but like change this. i come back in three months and i'm like hey man um so we're good to change this and he's like oh we were hoping for more time and it's like that doesn't work for me
1: also it does not three why would it's not like they well you know what i don't know but i don't think they had made merch at that point and they definitely didn't make a their documentary at that point yeah and they made
2: even that documentary it's got like 34 views on youtube it's like yeah. uh, okay i don't i don't care about that either right but it's just like i was like hey no, you don't get more time. Like, call it anything. I don't care. But, like, stop right. calling it this. I asked you pretty nicely, and now I'm not going to be nice about it. Right. And he's like, you know what? Never mind. I'm not changing it at all. And I'm just like, okay, cool. I looked at who he had on the lineup. Right. I scanned for anybody that I've had on shows before, anybody whose number I had, anybody who I could fucking reach out to, and called them and said, hey, you mind doing me a favor and dropping out of this? And right. they did. So, I hope it was lo- worth losing um, uh, somebody that just won an Emmy. I hope <laughs> it was worth losing somebody that had a, just had a comedy. Like, I'll do. Uh, if you want to be a dickhead, I'll be a dickhead.
1: Like, right, right. I don't
2: want it to come to that. But if you, I ask you kindly to do something, and I give you a a lot of fucking rope. Yeah, that's a lot of rope. Don't make me cut the rope. Right. Don't make me choke you with the rope. Like, I don't want to, I don't want it to come to that.
1: Matt maximum, it should take. Okay. I, I will say this. It took a, a month for me to come up with the name of the Comedy Bureau. But that mm-hmm. I feel like was a bigger under like, okay, th- this could be a bunch of things. So I, I want to like nail the name. But for just show, a show slash a mic, weak tops. Weak tops to come up with a name. And like. Yeah, if you need it for that next show, like run to run
2: your marketing out until the next show and then you flip it over, totally understandable. But like three months, I was even just like, at that point, it was because I was still inside. And I was just like, if I get outdoors and you're still doing this shit, there's going to be a fucking problem. That's a kid. I wouldn't even know this kid if I fucking, if he was standing in front of me. So uh, I'm like, right. Right. Just, I don't understand why somebody would want to cause problems with somebody who's so good at causing problems like i am
1: (laughs) you know because some people are so stuck in their own head they don't think about like you know you being good at causing problems or they think it's like it's not going to be a problem or whatever you know what i mean yeah yeah i suppose yeah it's uh i'm sorry you have to deal with that man
2: yeah it's not too big a problem. Luckily these people are smart and they're not getting anybody good
1: anyways. So. Right. It would be interesting, you know, so there was a good amount of outdoor shows that actually happened at a baseball diamond. Would you ever consider doing on deck somehow at a baseball diamond?
2: If there was, yeah. I mean, if there was a way that we
1: can make it work and like stands and yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't see why, why we wouldn't or couldn't do it that way. Right, I just think it would be really funny to see people on base after telling jokes. Yeah, uh, it would definitely, it would definitely be interesting.
2: I, I should look into that, especially like a little league field with like yeah. a smaller base path, so it's not like super far away. Right, right. Yeah, right. I, mean, I mean that could be fun. Yeah,
1: who would be on the pitcher's mound then? Oh, that's a great question. You and Jamel? No, no, you'd be <laughs> like a dugout. Yeah, or in like the booth. Uh huh. I don't know. Yeah, there'd have to be something.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, or maybe that's where the speaker would be.
1: Oh, yeah, that could be that. Yeah. That, that like metaphorically makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. The, I, I just,
2: the, the speaker could be like at the where the catcher sets up and, and on the pitcher's mound.
1: Yeah. 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 Uh hopefully that works actual for the audience. <laughs> it, like audio. I, audience. Yeah, I imagine that'd be loud enough. Right, right, right. No, but just pointing directionally, you know? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um I just the visual of that I think is almost worth looking into. Yeah, it could definitely be something
2: cool. I, I think I, I just gotta I guess I gotta find a, a baseball state or a baseball field that would l- let us use this. Shit at night
1: and the lights. Right, right, right. Well, and I definitely uh, wouldn't
2: want to do it during the day.
1: Yes, the show now known as Extra Sauce, which was mm. formerly known as Heavy Low 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 or Heavy Heavy yeah. Low Low, they were doing outdoor shows for a minute at Poinsettia Park, um, in mm. the bleachers of their baseball diamond. Ah, yeah, yeah. And so it, I, I don't think they got kicked out. I felt like they just stopped because the delta and then they moved to the comedy nook yeah, yeah. Right but across from yeah right across from faded oh how do you feel about that the proliferation of comedy on melrose there's so many spots now that uh, you oh, could, you could same, actually walk same up owner. and down huh it's the same owner yeah i know it's the same owner uh yeah. but like there's different spots that are doing comedy more actively now on Oh yeah. There's a lot of those spots that have popped up lately. Like, and
2: I don't know what to make of it. It seems like a lot of um, quantity, not quality style shows. Sure. Um, It's like, I look at some of these lineups and I'm just like, who the fuck are these people? Right, right, right. Like I I I don't know. There's like a lot of decent comics around that'll work for the same amount that not decent comics will work for. Sure. And I don't know. It's it's I I I have seen a lot of those little spaces popping up though, like studios or um
1: what's that third wheel? Third wheel, yeah. Third wheel, that's on Santa Monica by right by the 101. Yeah. They have the deal with that spot. So it's a podcast studio that actually has a stage and a hmm. place for chairs. The podcast studio itself is upstairs. So, I mean, it's kind of weird space, but it works. I The cool thing about Third Wheel is every single night they have an, uh, a free open mic at midnight. That's too late. I know it's really late. And I went once and I was actually shocked to see at least 35 comics there. Really? Yeah. And, huh. uh, and it, you know what? I got to say, it wasn't that bad. Like the host didn't do any time in between. Yeah. I kept moving. And it was nice as like, it was the final stop for everybody. Like, no, there's nothing after this.
2: Yeah. Or actually it wasn't, you know, it's not the one, that's not the one I was thinking of. It's
1: um, fourth wall. That, fourth one wall. Like fucking, that one seems like a grift. Yeah, so Fourth Wall originally started in North Hollywood and now has, I think, three or four locations, one of which is in Thai Town, called the Fourth mm. Wall Comedy Cafe. They had one in Koreatown. I think they still own the premises or are leasing it anyway, but it hasn't reopened yet.
2: Um, it's all just bringer shows. I remember no, getting them it's, up. Being, it's being not like- bringing. Oh, gone. Oh, for, for, yeah, like I sent them my, my shit, and they were like, okay, cool, we'd love to have you. It's five, bring five people. I'm like, no.
1: No, 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 no. <laughs> the Fourth Wall Comedy Cafe, they put on shows, I think on the weekends, mm-hmm. uh, but for the most part, Fourth Wall is just the hour hourly mic thing, man. Oh, maybe it was something
2: they were doing that they were like, oh, yeah, if you can get five people to come, I'm like,
1: I would get them to come to my show instead Right 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 absolutely I. It's funny to me I mean I guess those people Are just really green but like Yeah yeah why do you not Know that Yeah, Whatever
2: yeah I mean when people Are just starting out and especially like Especially when they're just starting Out in comedy they can mm-hmm. They're like oh hey friends come See this a year into comedy you can't Do
1: that anymore because no, nobody wants. No. everybody's sick of you right all your Friends are sick of you right right and uh, not to mention like for me coming up all the time that i did and I, I mean i didn't try to bug as many people unless it was like literally my own show yeah um all the people i know are comics <laughs> it's, yeah. it's like am I gonna yeah get? yeah uh so that was not, i actually did have my big old anniversary show yesterday and there was actually yeah. a, lot of, a lot of comics that came out so that was very nice
2: I was uh, I planned to be there, but like I said, the rain and I had not replaced my windshield wiper. I finally did that today. I replaced my windshield wipers. They're they're nice and smooth now. They
1: oh wow! Beautiful. Oh yeah. Uh, and you, you, how long were you gonna let that ride, Mike? It had been like uh, two weeks because I oh, like okay. just hadn't mm-hmm.
2: fucking been driving, especially in the rain. So I was right, like, All right, right. I'll fucking, I'll
1: get to that when I get to that, and then yeah. it rains when I need to drive. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, it's okay. Um, it was sold out. People who were in standby all got in. Oh, nice! Uh, yeah, which was nice. Um, man, it was such a such a fun show. Uh, Reggie Watts had to drop for a family emergency, but uh, yeah. even with that, the show was uh, still plenty long. <laughs> I, I when he <laughs> dropped, I was like, I'm not gonna add another person. We don't need to do that oh yeah fucking I, I got the same problem for friday i have
2: fucking more comics than i need i'm sending out the the uh confirm email shortly and hoping
1: somebody cancels <laughs> what, what are we talking eight uh seven seven yeah that's a so so off- lot like, for i faded. prefer, I prefer six. six six is the sweet spot yeah yeah are you uh do you think you're gonna do I miss like this? Used to be a thing more often in LA with indie shows, they would take like whether it's a weekly show or some sort of recurring show, they would have like sometimes um marked for like an somebody headlining or like an hour. Oh, I feel like you might have done that a couple times at like oh yeah, show. we
2: did the the 30 minute yeah. taping. Um yeah. so when people needed their 30 minutes, yeah, we did we were like, and I might do that now. I, I know some people have some stuff coming up that they're taping, and I'm just like, if you can get 10, you know, if I can get two comics, and each of them can be like, I can get 10 people to show up, then, all right, perfect. I'll get the rest, and we'll have a good show. Right, right. Because, you know, like, just make sure people come to your taping, so it looks like a good tape, and then now you have this good tape, and, right. uh, you know, I'm happy to do that. Right, right. With with the people that you like, I know. Yeah, with people right. that I like, and yeah, the, which is a fucking uh, a very shallow pool.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's. I mean, maybe it's like a Mississippi River thing, shallow but wide. Like, there's a lot yeah. of people you like. Yeah, a decent uh, like a,
2: a decent amount, but right. I, you also need to think about how many comics there are in the right. city
1: sure oh so i I, don't
2: i don't like the majority of them oh yeah that's that
1: goes without saying i mean yeah it's only it's i mean sort of the allure is it uh, of comedy is because it's so hard it's it's you go to see the people that are that are good at it (laughs) you know that's the hope that's the hope that's the hope um is there anything you're sort of looking forward to uh, that we haven't talked about with Faded or yourself? Um, no.
2: Uh, happy Hour every Thursday. Do check that out. We have a cocktail yeah. making show on Twitch.
1: Um, just go to fadedcomedy.com. You can watch that. Is it still um, a, a, like a mixologist or is it a comedian or is it both?
2: Uh, we just we just have a guest and I make the drinks. Um, oh, okay. So, you know, I've learned enough during the pandemic that I can usually pick three drinks out to make uh-huh. so. Have you guys
1: made a penicillin yet
2: oh definitely at some point yeah yeah, yeah we, that was we, one of my
1: favorite we've drinks. done most
2: of the classics and at this point i'm i'm kind of pulling stuff out of the out of the woodwork to oh yeah to just come up with new shit and, oh yeah so- we normally we just pick a base liquor and then i come up with you know three usually usually one pretty basic one one intermediate and then one a little like expert level right um but we've had some people that have like come on and been like "Yeah, there's stuff you have to light on fire to make this drink and i'm just like ah i don't want to do that <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 that for sure bit much and i mean it, 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 a lot of times we have done that it's like been an amazing drink but it's just like i don't need to light stuff on fire in the house
1: i no yeah <laughs> It's, it's a, yeah, it's definitely a liability, not, not to mention, although, uh, you know, if anyone caught video of that on Twitch, I mean, I'm sure that would go viral of like a, your apartment being burnt down because you're trying to make a drink that you have to set something on fire. Yeah.
2: And last, well, last year me and Danny did, um, for new years, we did, um, we did it from what was it? Nine, eight o'clock Pacific time till midnight. Right. Pacific time, so we did an Eastern, mm-hmm. East ring in the New Year's for the Eastern people, for the Central people, for in every every hour we did a a thing. But I think what we're gonna do this year for New Year's Eve is uh, all our, 24 hours of New Year's. <laughs> so we're just gonna hop on the stream and do for 24 hours, like have different guests come in. But like I'll be behind the bar for 24 hours, and every hour we'll do a drink. <laughs> So I'm going to push my
1: body to the absolute limit. Yeah. Is there, a, is there a name for that? There's like a power hour, but that's got to be something else. They, um, I guess they call it like
2: subathons or something. Really? I've Twitch. never heard that. Which
1: I don't know. Or like, I don't I, I, like, Oh, no, I but drink, drinking every hour on the hour. <laughs> oh, that's it. Yeah. Uh, power hour is, um, it was a, uh, a shot of, I think it was a shot of beer every. Day yeah, a shot of beer, but what would a drink every hour on the hour be? Oh, I don't I think it's just drinking <laughs> okay I, guess,
2: I, yeah. I mean I do it i I do it on the the fifteens and in the half hours too, but uh-huh
1: in the in the forty five minute mark too, but yeah yeah yeah, I, they, yeah. They Call that the, the functional alcoholism <laughs> I, think, you, I think
2: that is what they call it yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, we'll go with that. I mean, it's kind of catchy. Um, Mike, thank you so much for being on the podcast. They, I, I really, really appreciate it. Uh, Faded is a great, great show that you should check out on uh, Friday at 8 on Melrose at the Lounge. Uh, you can find all information for that at FadedComedy.com. Did I get that right?
2: Uh, FadedComedy.com is for all the Twitch stuff. FadedComedyLA.com is for all the, the
1: events. Got it. Got it. Uh, comedydenver.com for if you're in Denver, cool. Uh, D- Denver colors for faded merch coming soon, hopefully. Hopefully, Fucking
2: David gets his
1: shit in order. You know, he's got an what, assistant what's he doing now. up there? Know. What's he doing? The
2: motherfucker's got an assistant now. He's still kidding.
1: <laughs> nah. did that did fucking with the devil work out for David? Is that what's going on? Yeah, ha- I mean. it it seems to be working out it sounds Uh like it seems like whatever whatever him and the the devil have going on seems to be working for both sides for the listeners i think two or three years ago david started doing a bit where he's like i think i'm going to start fucking with the devil because all the cool people fuck with the devil and i want (laughs) to do the cool shit (laughs) it's working yeah 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 um where can people find you online and is there anything else you like to promote
2: uh, yeah, mikemalloy.com. Uh, you can go there and check out uh, my dates. I try to put that up. Um, I have some stuff coming up, hopefully, uh, more to come soon. Uh, Faded Comedy, Faded Comedy LA. Um, check that out. Um, Mike Malloy, Esquire on Twitter, Fake Mike Malloy on the Instagram. I'm around. Um, yeah. Hit me, you know, if you have a show or a club, please fucking book me. I'm so bored. Please help. <laughs> I need to be doing stuff or if, if he,
1: wait, is somebody sauce with a, on a TV, somebody isn't with a TV on... show giving a writing job, something, anything. God damn. Yeah. I'm so bored. Is uh isn't Sloss on like a worldwide tour right now? He is. So I was supposed to be on it last year and then he he
2: barely made it into the country and he didn't like they weren't sure that they were gonna be able to do the tour at all. They got their right. visas, I think, two or three days before he was set to touch down. He's gets to town tomorrow right he's in he was in boston last night and uh i think i'm supposed to hang out with him thursday or friday this week i asked him to do the show friday he said i'm taking a night off i'm like yeah fine sure I'll do a little shit <laughs> oh you don't. Want, oh you have to do it all your little theaters you don't want to do my fucking my gravel pit
1: uh-huh yeah but i'm grateful ungrateful indeed oh my goodness yeah just casually playing Largo four nights in a row and selling it out well that yeah. was that was the last show that I did before the pandemic was the Largo
2: with him right before right he he did the last faded before um, the shutdown and then I did the Largo with him on that Tuesday and then right. by Thursday it was done everybody was like nobody's leaving the house right so Oof.
1: Oof, rough stuff Rough stuff, indeed. Um, Well, I am Jake Groger. I created the Comedy Bureau. You can find the Comedy Bureau at thecomedybureau.com, at the Comedy Bureau across socials uh you can find me at not the supermarket on the instagram and mfj grover on twitter there are so many great causes of support at this time i ask that you please support those but if you have money and generosity left over uh you know support the comedy bureau because it's 11 years old now and uh i'm still running it pretty much all on my own and uh any support would be greatly appreciated do you have anything to say as we sign off here mike Ah uh, no. are they we covered it all. Great. Uh, live comedy is happening. And yeah. it would be a great thing if you support it. You probably do if you listen to this podcast. And as the great Brody Stevens would say, enjoy it. The Comedy Bureau Field Report is recorded, produced, and edited by Jake Kruger Music by Brian Grineo, artwork by Andrew Delman and KT, and part of the Believe Podcast family.